Hey everyone, this is Kurt Mercadante. And whether you're a first time listener or a long time listener, I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time with me and our guests here on Freedom Mindset Radio. You know, now more than ever in this turbulent time, it's important to share and spread our message of freedom and fulfillment around the globe. So if you get value from this podcast, I have a favor to ask. If you could go wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a positive rating and review, that helps us carry our message further around the globe. And if you wouldn't mind, Post a link to this podcast on your Facebook page. Share it on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever you're at on social media. I want to thank you for helping us take our message to those people around the globe who truly need it. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. Thank you. I want you to know that is the formula to being happy, to being fulfilled, to having time and money freedom and making a difference because making a difference is going to give you the greatest fulfillment you can ever have. What does the word freedom mean to you? Only you can define it in your life and only you can decide to build the life of freedom and fulfillment you deserve. This is Freedom Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Kurt Mercadante, and we're grateful you're here. JV, thank you so much for joining. JV is the host of the Conscious Millionaire podcast, over 2,000 episodes in season six, millions of listeners across the globe, serial entrepreneur, coach, best-selling author, JV, thanks so much for joining us today. It is my pleasure to be here. And you know what? It's so important right now, and I'm glad you're doing this, and, and I've got the honor of being a guest, is getting positive messages out to entrepreneurs in particular to let them know that this does not have to be a time of implosion or fear or panic or I don't know how many people just in the last couple of days have contacted me and said, oh, JV, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to survive. And I'm going, could I coach you just for a moment? Hmm. You know, if you're just trying to survive, you're going to miss all the opportunities. You're going to miss making 2020 actually the best year. You're going to miss your innovations. You're going to miss the opportunities to find new ways to message and serve your clients. And you're going to miss showing up at your best. Hmm. What you really want to do, I think, is thrive and prosper and focus on having a mindset that that's what you're going to do. And you're only going to look for solutions to that question. How do I thrive and prosper? Very different outcome than I've got to survive. I got to survive. I got to survive. Yeah. Because when you use words like survive, or I just got to batten down the hatches and I just got to hunker down, that really signals to every part of your body, your mind, right? That I need to curl up. The cortisol needs to flow in and I just got to try not to get hit. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's a defensive move. And with everything that's going on, I think it's important that we're all in an offensive mode. Hmm. You know, it's like, because the defensive mode is it's a victim. The virus is happening to us. The economy is happening to us. And the truth is that's the chaos outside of us inside. We get to choose what happens. We get to choose. And, and it's something that because we're rapidly moving into what I think is clearly going to be a recessionary time for a while is more millionaires, more successful businesses are born or recreated in recessions than in good times. This is the time that people look for ways to innovate. And that's, and like Walt Disney, you know, Walt Disney during the recession, why did they do so well? Then we're talking about the depression of 1929 because they figured out if we can put these short comics 
on on the screen and we can entertain people to take them away from their fear and their panic and their depression people will come and pay their nickel and see the film so they solved a problem and that's that's the opportunity we have here new problems to be solved and and jv there is a difference i hear the word positivity thrown about would you agree that there's a fundamental difference between just being positive and being abundant yeah, it's interesting. I think positive is a step on the path to abundance. In other words, it's very unlikely, you know, it's like I, I look at things in terms of probable outcomes, scenarios. You know, that's part of my training with an MBA is how do you look at, at an event? So like right now, we're having an event. What are the various scenarios that are going to happen? We have two intertwined events. So then there's the scenario of the virus, there's scenario of the economics, and then there's the scenario of the three brought together. So, you know, when I look at what are the different responses people can have for any situation, but specifically this one, what's the greatest probability? So the scenario that's most likely to happen. Well, if you start with a state of being positive, there's a greater probability you'll end up in abundance than in, uh, than in poverty because poverty comes from a poverty mindset. We, all of us are having the same kinds of experiences outside of us. Now, granted, someone in New York City is having a different experience than, say, someone in Kansas City right now because Kansas City's not having a lot of explosion of this yet, but New York's on fire, so to say. Right. But overall, we're having the same external experience. We're having the same experience of going to grocery stores and the racks are half empty and you know whatever it is. We're adjusting our list as we go down the aisle. Like, oh, I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't want rice this week anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. People, yeah, so things like that. But positive, having a positive mindset to me is the foundational step for accomplishing anything that you want in life, for achieving any goal that you want, is having a sense that, that yes, it's positive to me says it's possible. It's possible for me to accomplish this. And, and I think a negative mindset says it's not possible for me to accomplish this. And then you don't start looking for the steps. It's really the questions you ask yourself. And if you come from a positive question set, then you're going to end up with positive answers. Now, you you weren't someone that was just born into money. You've had your ups and you've had your significant downs. You were, I have, indeed. indeed. You were a millionaire at what, 25, I believe. Yeah, 25, yep. Um, and, but it didn't just come to you, right? And, and you've had those ups and downs and you've been through crises in your life. What are some lessons you've learned as you've been through those that we can apply today? Yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, and, and first of all, I, I made my first million as I go. There used to be a... a a, uh, a an agency EF Hutton not around anymore, but it was a, a you know a stock brokerage investment firm, and their and their tagline was we make money the old fashioned way we work for it. Well, pre internet there was a world not that long ago that was pre internet. You had to work in a different way. So making a million at twenty five actually was a lot harder than than it is today. Uh, I had to make it the old fashioned way. But here's what happened. That was 1981, and a lot of people listening to this, you probably don't know what happened in 1981, but you know what happened in 2008. Everybody here knows what happened in 2008. Well, prior to 2008, the biggest recession we had in this country was 1981. 
So it was that far back and it was a horrible recession. So guess what? JV makes his first million, buys the four-story home, has the Mercedes, living on Bayshore, beautiful, you know, bay in my front yard. And 15 months later, I had to move out of my home, rent it out because I didn't want to lose it because I couldn't make the payment because we were in the midst of a horrible recession. No commerce was moving. Everything came to a standstill and it was a mess. And I said, well, I've got to you know, preserve cash. I've got to run my business. I had to go and renegotiate my loans with the banks on my business. And I said, I am not losing this beautiful home that I bought. And especially when I grew up with the exact opposite, we didn't have that. That's not how I grew up. I grew up out in the country, you know, and we didn't have any money. And so I rented it out and I said, Hey, I can rent this because it's a beautiful home. And I found people to lease it to. And that's how I saved it. But six and a half years after I bought it, I mean, I bought it on payments like most people do. I had it fully paid off, fully furnished, owned my beautiful home and it was outright. So, but only because I said, what am I willing to do in a difficult situation that was really a mess? And I said, I'm not just going to survive. I'm going to thrive and I'm going to keep my home and I'm going to have my lifestyle. I'm just going to have to make some decisions that I hadn't planned on making. And you might be in that same position. You know, I don't want to create a Pollyanna view for you. I'm helping people get through the recession because I know how to do that but you still might have to make a few tough decisions. And that's part of uh, being an adult, I think, is that we have to go, you know, like right now I have chosen to self-isolate for three to four months. I did a big post on Facebook, had a whole lot of comments. I did that just two days ago. And I've set up uh, things. My freezer's full. I spent the weekend getting it full of all the meat, sockeye salmon, all that kind of stuff, grass-fed beef. Um, And I can now go out once every seven to 10 days and get fresh vegetables. But that's all I have to go out. My doctor and I have agreed that for the next two to three months, we're going to do Zoom meetings every other week so we can keep in touch and know what's going on. But that coming into the office is actually more of a threat to me because they will have seen some people and they can't know at any moment in time every day if they've been exposed. So I chose to get out of the heart of Denver Uh, because it's 4 million people. And I said, for me, I don't think that's as uh, safe of a place. And I went out in the country into a small town, found an Airbnb, got a whole house, and it backs up on all this acreage. And there's literally thousands of acres around me. And I'm an hour's drive from the Rocky Mountain National Park and 30-minute drive from being in the heart of the mountains where I can just go take a drive, go take a hike, and there won't be anybody around Every day I can go out for on a seven-mile path and take a walk and not have to have people contact. So I chose a place where I could have solace, where it could be a spiritual retreat for me, where I could run my business, but I also could get out. I'm just having my social contact. I think it's kind of the wrong statement to say it's social distancing. I don't feel like I'm right. social distancing. I'm physical distancing. And it just happens I'm not going to any concerts or jazz clubs or anything at the moment because they're all closed. So those aren't available anyway. But I'm still in touch, calling family, uh, calling friends in Europe. Um, so I've created a whole different routine, but it just doesn't include being within six feet of other human beings because that turns out to be the unsafe piece that you have to sort for. So I, I know you work with entrepreneurs 
of varying uh, income levels and revenue. Yeah, levels. Sure. That's correct. There are some folks who, you know, we, based on decisions I've made going back 15 years, right? We live on two and a half acres. We're on the water. We have four kids, so we can go outside. And I, I joked around, my son has his birthday coming up in two weeks. We had to cancel a bunch of stuff. I said, hey, for your birthday, we're going to go to this end of the lawn one day, and then we're going to go to this end of the lawn. He laughed, you know. <laughs> for, well, you, could, you, could always, you could always put up a tent. And exactly, have, yeah. Have a little tent party. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, exactly. I, 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 can, I can put my camping gear up. Uh, it's a little cold in, in in Colorado yet. I'll have to wait till May. Yeah, we've been we've been fortunate. We, we you know we're from Chicago originally, where it's been in the 30s and snowing, and and here it's been in the 70s. So so that's wonderful. But for for someone listening, or for people you work with who aren't quite there, and maybe they live in a condo with some family yeah. or not, and they're in the they, they can't they don't necessarily, and, and maybe you disagree that everyone has the ability to do this, to go out in the country and no, they're there no, in the country I, and they I, have a different circumstance. I feel fortunate that uh, being single and having a lot of flexibility, I was able to do this. I know it's not uh, for everyone, but because I'd had diabetes, had a heart attack, sure. I said, I've got to take different care of myself. I've listened to intuition, but what I need to do, and I was in that kind of environments, there were hallways, elevators. I was beginning to take the stairs all the time because I didn't want to come into contact and be in a close quarter. So if you're in that situation, then I think what's really important is to realize that you've still got to create a set of rules for your household. That may be you, it may be you and a partner, maybe you and children. Um, but I think it's important to have very specific, you know, forget what's going on at the federal government, forget what your governor might be saying. You have to comply with those, but nobody's telling you what to do in your household. And I think in your household, you need to have uh, some set of rules that you're going, these create a better positive environment for me than if I did these other things. So like I really upped the ante on the quality of food I'm putting in me. Hmm. When I went out and spent two days, I got, you know, 10 pounds of chicken breast, but it's all natural. It's cage free. I mean, it's the highest quality. And then I cut it up into five to six ounce pieces. I only got grass fed beef and it was the first I'd found in, you know, in uh, two weeks. So I got that, you know, but I got very high quality, quality foods, you know, like I'm having a green drink right now. So I'm having that every morning. And I said, okay, right now is the time to have the highest quality nutrition. It's time for, you know, me to meditate every day. It's time for me. This is, this is my journal right here. It's time for me to journal every morning about what's going on. What's this experience is like, it's time for me in my situation, I'm going to be putting out three videos and doing a Facebook live every week. And the three videos are going to be discussing kind of like, if you think of a, uh, avatar pandora and they were doing these videos every day to talk about their experience i want to share what that experience is like because last night was my first night of not going anywhere hmm. and i went wow you know i went out and i detailed my vehicle my suv on sunday so it's you know sitting outside nice and clean uh but i don't plan to go anywhere specifically for this weekend and then that would only be to go into the mountains by myself so even that was a new experience, but I've set some rules up that are designed to keep me safe and to keep me uplifted, mm -hmm. you know? So I have my own empowerment audio I created for myself, but 
uh, empowerment audios, uh, listening to things that are positive, listening to podcasts that are going to be, you know, positive for you, having a gratitude journal, uh, journaling about what's going on, set up a routine. And if you set up a routine, first of all, that's going to give you a greater sense that you're in control because you are, you're controlling the routine and it gives a structure to your day. And I think that's so important rather than wandering through the day because any given day, there's just like so much news. So I made up a decision. There's a huge flat screen TV here. And I go, well, that's very nice. It's not going to get any use. (laughs) I said, I am not turning on the TV while I'm here because I was watching all this stuff on coronavirus. And I said, I think I've got it. I think I understand what the deal is. (laughs) I don't need to watch this every night. And so last night, uh, I, on my computer, I watched a documentary on uh, Amazon on Elon Musk. And it was mm. fantastic. It was a fantastic. And I went, oh, wow, I learned so much. So every night, you know, tonight I'm rereading The Science of Getting Rich by Waddles. Mm. You know, so I have that book put out. And I brought, you know, enough books with me that were very positive books. And I said, my evenings now are a whole different thing. There's no TV there's none of the regular stuff. I'm not, I realized all those little things I would do at night just to go out were actually distractions. So now it's like, oh, so now I have my solitude and friends of mine who, you know, have families, they're like you, they're creating family activities. They're finding more ways to be intimate. Yeah. So I think having, having a schedule that you put together and you can follow it every day, not only gives you a sense of control, it actually puts you in control. And it's amazing. Even if you think that sitting and watching the news for an hour doesn't stress you out, but it does stress is an interesting thing, right? Even if you don't feel it right away, just, it's like, it's like repeated body blows at you, right? And before you know it, you're just caught up in the, in the whirlwind and the noise. Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely true. And that's why I said, you know, I said, everything that I want, um, I can find on the internet. So I created two tabs that are open right now. Uh, I have CNBC, so I can know, you know what happened with the stock market. I think that's important for me to know the financial news. And I have CNN um, only because CNN tends to do, you know, every news outlet has its bent, but CNN tends to have more factual stuff like interviews with doctors and things. So, and, you know, in world news, like what, ha- what happened yesterday and, you know, Great Britain locked down the whole country, you know, and the what we most of us i think thought was going to happen the the 2020 olympics in japan are now the 2021 olympics which was really i was so glad they did that because it was kind of inevitable and it was unfair to the athletes who get into certain nutrition and training routines and right now they can't even get into the swimming pools and stuff so they can go all right I'm relaxing. I don't have to be in training mode. It's a year from now. It's 15 months, actually. And, uh, and that was fear to them. And it was reality. It was like, no, we, we, we can't do this. It's, it's too soon. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to focus on the, the name of your podcast is Conscious Millionaire. Conscious Millionaire. Yes. And there's a lot of folks who may just look at the second part of the name of that podcast, the millionaire part, or when they look at the word prosperity, they look at it as something you go out and get 
or something that happens to you. And I interviewed uh, Walter Bond on Friday. And one thing that he said was, listen, if you've attached your purpose and meaning to stuff, then right now you're more likely to be in a panic because if you attach it to stuff and your stuff is threatened and they're going to take your stuff away um, versus attaching your meaning to something I don't I was going to say more meaningful, but your relationships, things that are within you, that prosperity isn't something you go out and get. Maybe prosperity is, is within you. It's a way of life from a conscious perspective. You know, people hear about conscious capitalism, people, um, can you explain exactly what that means? Sure. Absolutely. Well, in my book, conscious millionaire, grow your business by making a difference. Um, I rewrote that book seven times in the process Hmm. of writing it, you know, because, uh, you know, I got this inspiration for Conscious Millionaire. I said, oh, yeah, that's what I've been looking for. This is why I think I'm on the planet. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't come with an instruction manual. I had to create the instruction manual. And as I started writing the book, the more I wrote it, um, I would go back and I would rewrite sections to refine them, to get the message more clear for myself. And I realized, actually, on the fifth rewrite, and I'm going, oh, I'm using conscious three ways in this book, but I need to explain that, Hmm. you know? And so actually in chapter three, win by becoming conscious, I explained the three ways I I meant conscious. So the first one is awareness and awareness in and of itself has a lot of dimensions of awareness of what your customers want, awareness of what's going on in the economy or in your industry, awareness of how marketing works or how selling works. Um, But it's, it's also, uh, an awareness of what's my purpose in doing this? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? So it's it's everything related to awareness and kind of the psychology of awareness. The second way um, is what I call higher consciousness or visionary consciousness. And it's having that bigger vision for your business, having that bigger vision for your life. At Conscious Million, at the core of every business I help uh, entrepreneurs build or refine or grow, I go, what is that purpose you're on the planet for? And how does that relate Hmm. to you choosing to have this business versus another business to help this marketplace versus another marketplace to solve this problem versus another problem to have this specific solution versus another solution. And, and I integrate them so that visionary consciousness, you think of a visionary leader. Gandhi was a visionary leader, right? Martin Luther King was a visionary leader. John F. Kennedy, visionary leader. We went to the moon, you know, because of his vision. Uh, Beethoven, music, Steve Jobs, you know, the the iPhone and everything that he created, visionary, a visionary entrepreneur. Uh, Elon Musk that I was watching the documentary last night. Why did I watch it? I wanted to see the more internal parts of Elon Musk. And I got to be honest, I have a very short list. Of, I'm not making recommendations. I'm just telling you I have a short list of what I want to pick up uh, as the market goes through a bottoming process. Hmm. I've owned Tesla a couple of times, and I'm thinking this is a good time to pick it up again and hold it for at least three to five, maybe 10 years. So I wanted to understand Elon Musk better since I actually want to in- invest, not in Tesla, I'm really investing in Elon Musk. Hmm. And having watched the documentary helped me. The third type is being conscious in the sense of social consciousness, uh, building businesses that solve particular social problems. So all three of those come together, and I would say that 
the the epitome of conscious millionaire is doing things in a way that's conscious in terms of your intent and your impact that you're building a business first and foremost with the understanding and that's what i really got from the documentary that that was truly elon musk's drive it wasn't to make the billions that's a side a side part of his and i really think when you build your business right you're focused on making profits you're putting things together so that, that, that you have good gross margins. You're doing good business, but it's actually not the driver. Mm, the right. driver is the impact that you're making with people. Yeah, I'm and Elon. People make, make an impact. I'm not here because you're paying me money to be here. I'm here because I want to help entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, and we love Elon or hate him. I mean, his driving focus is to save the planet and get us in, right. well, in his mind, get us off the planet, but everything yeah. he does leads toward that. Now, a lot of people hate him. A lot of people love him, whatever, but you can't argue with the fact that that's the impact he wants to make. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, I think when people hate and love, uh, figures like that, I, th I don't think it's their cause or their business. They hate or love. It's just their personality resonates or doesn't resonate. I yeah. kind of think that's what's going on a lot of times like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, and, and you know, some of it might be a uh, jealousy. Some of it might be programming, you know, the type of people who were programmed to grow up thinking all wealth is bad. And so they watch something like Shark Tank and their, their initial thought is fat cats. Do they need any more money? Just reflexively. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. How, how let's talk. I, I love talking about, we're talking about consciousness, which is the mind, which is our humanity's greatest weapon. Let's, you know, let's think about programming and you work a lot on mindset, um, with the, your, your clients. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of clients who are programmed in a way that is leading them down the road. They don't want to go without perhaps them even knowing it, it's their subconscious. Um, when you talk about the conscious and the subconscious and you talk about programming, the good news is people can reprogram. Where do you start with someone who needs to reprogram? Yeah, that's, a, that's such a fabulous question. Well, it depends on how I'm working with them. If they're a VIP private quote, uh, client, so that's my six, seven, and eight-figure clients. So you have to be at least a, a quarter million or I don't take you on a, uh, as a client. Um, all of them get custom empowerment audios. In fact, I'm cutting two tonight, one for a client, and it's time for me to cut a new one after everything that went through, hmm. we've gone through for myself. And I have nine years of NLP training. I'm certified in multiple levels of, of NLP, in, and I'm certified in Ericsson and hypnosis. And I put together an empowerment audio that's typically about 12 minutes long. And I have my clients, um, and it has two different endings, one's for daytime, one's to put you to sleep at the end. And I have hmm. my clients listen to it at least twice a day for the first 90 days at a minimum. And then I ask them to continue to listen to it. And then if it needs to be revised, I revise it. So that works on the mind, you know, and it's designed because it, it, it identifies in, in taking in the information to create it. I identify what are their specific roadblocks? What are their limiting beliefs? What are the affirmations they typically say to themselves? Because I want to lay down the neural uh, pathways that I want to reinforce those exactly in the words that they're using and what are their specific goals for the year and for the next 90 days so that every day they're hearing twice a day essentially a, a message that's positive about they can do it that take the next step 
So it's programming them to stay in this state and to constantly be looking for opportunities, constantly be thinking about what step to take today, who to call isn't everyone, who, who should you call or contact today, right? Because I'm very big on, we need to reach out to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's one of the things that I do. And then I listen intently, uh, whether it's in a group program that I'm doing live or it's in a, um, a private one-on-one coaching session, I listen to the languaging that people do. It's kind of like the call that I was referencing. I was just on that call on Sunday when uh, the person called me and, you know, they just said, Oh, I got to figure out how to survive. I got to figure out how to survive. I got to figure out how to survive. And I said, can I coach you on surviving? And then I, I boldly tell them the truth as I see it, you know, and I, I tell my clients, if this doesn't resonate, throw it out. But I say, you hired me to get rid of the BS. You hired me to tell you the truth. You hired me to be a Zen mirror. You hired me to hold you uh, to the truth in the sense of, you know, it really impacted me. And I'm going to reference this movie because I think it's a good time for everybody to watch the movie Fight Club. Hmm. From December 1st to January 20th with no design. I just hadn't seen it in a while. And on December 1st, I rented it on Amazon. I ultimately bought it because I realized I was going to watch it so many times. Um, And I watched it 12 times over that time period. And Fight Club is, you know, there's some dark pieces to the movie. You know, I I just ignore those. Uh, What I paid attention to was the no BS part. Hmm. That there's no room for any BS in your life. And that could not be more true than the situation we have right now. Because if you put your head in the sand or you pretend that, oh, I've had so many conversations with people and they go, well, in a couple of months, it'll all be okay. And I'll go, no, no, that's just not true. There's no basis for that. Economically, there's no basis. The virus is not going to just magically disappear and it's off the planet. Even if it subsides in the summer, what we know about viruses is they come back in the fall. And typically uh, in a new virus, it's even stronger. So let's look at what's the next 18 months of your life and your business going to be like. And let's put together a new plan Hmm. based upon a new reality and not pretend that somehow, you know, Tinkerbell's coming along or Harry Potter, they're going to wave their wand and everything's going to be magically okay. I think it's better actually in these situations to plan on it being a worst case scenario because if it's anything less than the worst case scenario you're prepared for to handle it as well but if you're prepared to handle the worst case scenario and right now you should do that you know that maybe you need maybe things are going to be different now you've got to figure out your your physical contacts or how you stay in touch with people so i'm having more zoom calls more phone calls with people that are close i've made a list of people that i want to regularly talk to and support and i want their support you know so we're all going to be positive with each other but we're rapidly reinventing conscious millionaires so that we're focused on helping entrepreneurs through this particular situation same process that i do but I got to work with entrepreneurs who really get, they want to change their business model to respond to the new times. They realize the offer that worked three weeks ago. Mm. It's not working for them right now because it's not what people are thinking of. People are not wake up in the morning with the same problem. People are waking up in the morning with asking the same questions that we're talking about right here. 
Yeah. And they're probably not asking the question the way we're talking about it. They're probably not asking, how do I thrive and prosper in 2020? Right now, it's so much has happened so quickly. They're much more likely to be asking, how do I survive? And, and, that, and yeah. that's the problem you've got to help them so- solve by moving them into a different mindset and getting them with different strategies or having a different offer and solution than what you did have or framing it completely differently. And when, and when you wake up in the morning and you're in a survival mode, right? That cortisol, that stress hormone flows through your body. And when that happens, you're scientifically dumber, right? Because you're, you're in that, your, your conscious actually shuts down. Your creative thinking shuts down. And so you're automatically in this fight or flight mode, which is a wonderful instinct that humans have, that animals have to protect you. But in this case, it can prevent you from seeing the big picture. And on, on that note, you know, you're an NLP coach. When you talk to someone and you say, worst case scenario, this is going to be months. No, it's not going to be three weeks and then it's over and all this. There are a number of people who hear that. And instead of taking a deep breath and saying, all right, let's plan it out. That sure. right there, they may be listening and watching. Oh my gosh. And that's it. And they freeze up. How do you get them past that? And I'm glad you brought that up because my job is to tell them the truth. I believe that's part of why I'm on the planet, you know, is that we can't solve a problem if we pretend it's not there, but you're absolutely right. And my job as a coach then is to see how they respond or react. And some people I've spoken to in the last week immediately grasp on to the most negative version of anything I said, right? And it's like, I'm going to drown. I'm going to go out of business. No one's ever going to buy from me again. You know, and they go into that ideation. Now, what they're doing is they're just displaying their pattern. We all have patterns. Some of our patterns have positive outcomes. Some of our patterns have negative outcomes. What's important for me is to pay attention and see, okay, what pattern are they exhibiting? And then there's something in NLP called a pattern interrupt. So if someone's starting down a negative spiral, then I'm going to interrupt that process and I'm going to reframe it with them. And I'm going, so I wonder what would happen if you were to reach out to 10 people today, Hmm. which 10 people would you choose to reach out to? That's a pattern interrupt because that gets them out of the downward spiral. And all of a sudden they have to start thinking about how they would reach out. Who would you talk to? What would you say to them? What questions might you ask them? So now they're in a whole different state. The truth is, it's very hard for someone, any of us, who are going into a downward spiral to pull ourselves out of it. That's why I think in this particular moment in time, it's more important than ever. I mean, I just hired a new coach last week because I myself, even though I've mastered these techniques and use them with all my clients, am aware that just as I'm telling other people, this is not the time for trial and error. This is not the time to do it alone, right? This is the time where the most important thing you can do is to choose someone who can help you through this process with a skill set they have, taking you on a path they know how to take you on. That's why I hired somebody who does something different than I do because he has skill sets I don't have but that I need in order to build my company and make this the best year we've ever had. That's what I've decided. That's what I decided on January 1st. And so from my perspective, why would I make any other decision now? I'm just aware that I'm going to need some different strategies in this process 
in order to accomplish the outcomes I want, but the outcomes I haven't changed. Yeah. And I think that's the big danger in this moment in time is that a lot of entrepreneurs are going to pull back their outcomes and go, oh, well, this isn't possible. I mean, I'm I'm talking to people who are telling me no one's ever going to buy from me again, or no one's going to buy at the price points I had three weeks ago. I'm going, do you know that? Did, did you did you get some statistical report that said that? No, I'm just sure nobody will. Yeah. Right. And the truth is, most of us have clients who still have the same amount of money they had last week or the week right. before. Right. You know, we just have to help them realize that now is the time to invest and grow, not pull back. Because if you pull back, that's where you go to fear and panic. That's where you go to survival, and that's where you don't get your big outcomes. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, this is Kurt Mercadante and I want to thank you for being a loyal listener to Freedom Mindset Radio. You know, in this chaotic time of coronavirus chaos, it's so important for people to have a process to define, create, and live their lives of freedom and fulfillment. I lay out just that process in my Amazon bestseller, Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. And in light of this turbulent time, I've dropped the Kindle price of my book to $4.50. That's a more than $2 drop in price. I do this because I truly believe that this is a process that will help those who need freedom and fulfillment now. Perhaps it's you. Perhaps you have spent the past five years, 10 years, 15 years trading away your freedom and fulfillment for a false sense of security and a toxic job and a lifestyle that doesn't fulfill you. And now you're realizing that security was an illusion and you want your freedom now. Go to fivepillarsoffreedom.com right now. There, you can get chapter one of my book absolutely free, and there's a link to purchase the book. As I said, we have dropped the price to $4.50 for the Kindle version of my book. I know the five pillars of the freedom lifestyle will help you define, create, and start living your freedom lifestyle now. Thanks again for being a listener. I wish you a day, a week, a year of freedom and abundance. Yeah, and, and, and you and I can guarantee someone zero sales if they sit on their couch and say, no one's going to buy from me and don't make the calls, right? You might as well make some calls and see. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting that, you, that you're bringing this all up. I hadn't even thought about it. But it, 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 it my contract, Jay Abraham's a friend of mine, and he wrote my risk reversal for my contract. And it guarantees in writing that if you work with me for a year, I guarantee at a minimum, you will double your investment. I'm not changing that because we we're going to have a recession or we have a virus floating around, you know, because I'm only going to work with people who've decided that's what they want. Yeah. You know, I don't take on clients who say, I, I'm certain I'm going to fail. Because if I can't get them out of, I'm certain I'm going to fail because they've decided right now they're going to stay there. I, I don't have the power to make someone make a choice. I have the power to interrupt them. I have the power to guide them. But everybody has this thing called free will and you can make your choice. So it's really, I think at the core, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, I'm, I'll just be the, be the person who asked you a question once here. What do you think? Because I think the core of, what you're going to get out there is what you put in here in your mind and how you look at things and how you frame them and the questions you ask yourself. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know, all of us have those few moments a day 
some days might be more than others. You know, I turn off the news and I, I focus on, on my outcomes throughout the day. But I tell my wife, you know, with everything swirling around you, by the end of the day, the armor starts to chink a little bit. And then all of a sudden I stare at, I, I, I happen to get on Twitter or something. And then it's like, okay. And so I got to make sure I don't do that. Like you said, you have that process. Don't look at it before you go to bed. Don't do those things. But I also I was talking with my wife and, you know, my dad grew up, he was born in 1929. I always joke, my dad, the year my dad was born, the depression started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the year I was born, Vietnam ended. So I said, I, I was good tidings and you, you brought all this problem, you know. You know, my dad had nothing but wonderful things to say about his childhood. You know, he, they didn't lack in their family. His, his father had just moved here from Italy, barely spoke a word of English and drove a, and drove a, a, a bus. Well, but by the way, trolley, when they were privatized, they weren't government up until probably 1940 or something like that, right? 1940s. They thrived. My dad ended up going from there to the University of Notre Dame and thriving. They made it through the Great Depression. Even in the Great Depression, we hear about these problems. You know, the St. Louis Fed chair said 30% unemployment. Now, maybe that's going to be true. Maybe it's not. I don't think anyone in America fathoms what an America with 30% unemployment looks like. But I said to my wife the other day, I said, maybe this is naive, but 30% unemployment. How many of that 30% were going to buy for me anyways? You take away a whole bunch of that. There's still 70% of people that are employed. That's the great majority of Americans. Now you take out all the low-income workers and a number of them. I'm not saying I don't have empathy for them. They're not who I serve. They're not who you serve. They may not be who someone else serves who's, you know, I have a client who's getting people into technology careers. They're likely not going to buy from you anyways. Go and find your targets instead of just aiming wildly. And when you do that, to your point about the risk reversal and saying, I'll double it, I doubt, I greatly doubt that you're telling people to go out there and fire, fire wildly without having their targets identified, right? No, no matter I, what. I, no, that's exactly <laughs> right, Kurt. And that's why I can, and I, not only do I say I can put it in writing, I say, I'm not sure what actions you're going to take because I'm in control of the hour we spend together. I'm going to direct mm-hmm. that. But, um, but my target with every client, private client, is to get a five, tenfold return on what they paid me. And I'm going, that's pretty, pretty good return. And I typically get that. I've gotten 20 and, and plus uh, returns with clients of what they paid me. And uh, sometimes I go, oh, you know, I think, I think I gave them a pretty good bargain, but that's okay because I really want everybody to thrive. You know, when you're saying if there's 30% unemployment, first of all, we're not wishing that on anybody. Sure, but, right, of course. But I think one of the big spiritual uh, principles to take into account at this moment in time is that my, my personal motto and is trust perfect timing. That's how I live. And when there's a dark mm-hmm. moment, there's a difficult time, like my arm, I'm so proud I can move it. I fell uh, uh, almost two months ago on black ice. I was in mm-hmm. Aspen and I tore my left uh, tricep and pulled some of the bone away from my left elbow. And usually when I say that, people kind of get, but I go, yeah, and that's what it felt like. I was two weeks in bed with pain meds because I couldn't even do anything. You know what? I found a moment of gratitude in all of that because I said I didn't break my back. I didn't cut my head open. I didn't dislocate my shoulder. I didn't break my hip. You know, there's so many other things that could have happened. And I go, 
trust the perfect timing. You know what? Those two weeks in bed, as difficult as they were, because I couldn't even sleep comfortably, I had so many more insights. Why? Because I was massively slowed down because I'm a hundred mile an hour, an hour alpha kind of guy, right? I'm just, yeah. And so when I had to slow down, I'm like contemplating a thought for like, an, especially on pain meds, right? Contemplating a thought for an hour or two at a time. And I go, wow. You know, I came up with so many different insights and ideas and that I would not have come up with otherwise we're going through this recession. We're going through this virus time. It's a crisis. Let's call it what it is. But in this crisis time, there is a perfect timing for you. And if you're listening today, as I frequently say on my own podcast, I don't think there's any accidents. This is a time you can innovate. This is a time you can look for new opportunities. I've done two deals in the last three weeks where I'm doing joint ventures with other people because I said, I have this genius. They have a different genius. Let's put it together when we both get a piece of the pie and we can build quicker than if I'm trying to build it myself, but I don't have all the genius pieces I need. Yeah. You know, and, and if, if, if so, at this moment in time, look at it from a spiritual standpoint of saying, how do I renew? You know, like, so I'm upping my ante on the health quality of all the food I'm putting in me right now. Because I'm going right now, that's part of my being resistant to any virus that comes along is that I'm in a healthier state. My immune system is getting boosted. I mean, I'm taking all kinds of supplements that are boosting me every day. The green drink, the antioxidants, blueberries that I, I bought. I had blueberries and strawberries yesterday for antioxidants to put more healthy things in my body. You know, instead of rice, I bought cauliflower rice, which has almost no carbs in it. Uh, mashed cauliflower. Uh, I bought sweet potato rice that interestingly has almost no carbs in it. It's not a whole lot of calories either. Zucchini zucchini that spirals instead of uh, pasta so that I can have a pasta experience with something that's very healthy, very low carbs, you know, very low calories and will support my system, uh, you know, to be more nourished. So this is a moment of opportunity. And if you simply every day go, what are the opportunities and then ask yourself every day, how can I make a bigger impact with my marketplace today? And I want you to hear that exactly the way I said it. It's yeah. not how can I make a bigger hook? Because I'm on a number of marketers' emails and I'm shocked by that three quarters of them aren't even writing about the crisis. It's just how to get three more clients this week. And I go, that's the message you had last month. Do you, uh, do you think that maybe this month people want to hear something different and it's very manipulative and hooky. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about genuinely impacting by solving people's problems because that is why you're an entrepreneur. That's what Elon Musk documentary showed that that's what he's doing. He just happens to be making billions of dollars from building companies and selling, selling them and then going on to build more companies. But you're in the business of impacting people that's what entrepreneurship is all about. And if you do it well with a good business model, you will make good profits as well. It's funny. The, you talk about the hooks and the marketing messages that are going out. Last night, I got a, an automated LinkedIn message that someone must have seen that I have speaker in my LinkedIn title and said, right. hey, Kurt, how would you like to increase your income by getting more speaking gigs? 
Right. And I said, uh, yeah, I had four that were canceled and lost about $25,000 worth of income, but thanks for trying. I mean, it's like there was, but there was no mention of the current crisis. Not, not like, Hey, maybe go into virtual speaking. No, it was probably the same thing they sent out six months ago. And that, yeah. that's not very I, conscious. I had, is it? <laughs> I, had, I had a number of those. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's really interesting that people aren't even reviewing what they're doing. I mean, this weekend I'm reviewing all of our, um, lead, lead, uh, lead pieces that we have. And I'm going to look at all the emails personally and go, okay, what do these say? Maybe they all need to be, re- maybe this weekend I just rewrite them all. Yeah. Yeah. Which should, which should happen anyways. I mean, back in my PR days, we had to, the, the amount of times because of a crisis, I remember during Hurricane Katrina, we had to rewrite some things and, and that's what happens. That's what good business people do. And that's part of what being agile, uh, in this environment. Um, a big part of what you do is NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. People may sort of understand what that is. People may hear, oh, I heard Tony, Tony Robbins does that or, or something like that. What is the impact, since we're talking about impact, sure. of NLP? That's such a fabulous question because it's a, it's, you know, when you've studied it, it's nine years is a long time to study something, right? <laughs> so I, I think I have the equivalent of a black belt in NLP and <laughs> all the certifications. I would say the essence of NLP is that it's a, a very fast change te- set, set of processes. You create, like I created a new technique a week ago just to send out on the podcast and created a new technique uh, to put people in what I call the super empowerment state. So it's a way to change the way we use our senses, our visual auditory, for the most part in the West, visual auditory and kinesthetic senses, and the patterns of what order we use those. So visually it could be like having bright colors when we visualize something in our head instead of dull colors. And that changes all of a sudden Um, how fast we're watching the movie, the movement in our head changes our experience of it. So it's changing the visual auditory kinesthetic uh, patterns that we utilize and the uh, visual, the visual uh, auditory includes what we say to ourselves, the tonality we use, uh, and, and how we talk to ourselves every day to create different results. Hmm. So in the end, it's all results oriented, oriented, and because it's understanding the science of how we're put together from a sensory standpoint and shifting those sensory patterns in ourselves, we can make very quick changes. And that means we can affect very different results quickly. Interesting. Interesting. And you, and you work, you, you do that with all of your clients. It's a piece of what I do with every client. I work in three areas, mindset, strategy, and execution. I just happen to, you know, some people are expert in one area. I'm an expert in all three. I've got a master's in clinical psych. I'm a licensed uh, attorney uh, focused on tax and I have an MBA. So I've got this and then I'm highly intuitive. So I help people change literally. And when I talk about mindset, I'm, um, I don't really mean the focus is on limiting beliefs. That to me is like the surface of the, uh, the iceberg. The real thing I change is people's perception of who they are. So I'll find out if I'm working with you, where do you want to be in 12 months? Well, by definition, you're not there, right? And one of the main reasons you're there is that you perceive yourself as being here. That's why you're here. So 
when I change your perception that you're actually this person who produces this result in 12 months, all of a sudden, and we combine that with new strategies, but we've got to change the perception first, and execution patterns, which are systems, basically. Now, right now, you can start producing those results today rather than waiting 12 months from now because the only difference between now and 12 months from now is that you think in your mind today that it's going to take you 12 months to get there. Right. But the truth is it might take one day. Hmm. It might take you just now opening your perception of, oh, I'm the person who can walk in the room and find that one person to do a deal with that'll make me a million dollars. And maybe you've never even made a million dollars. So you're thinking right now, wow, if I could find somebody and I could add another five or $10,000, I'm doing good because that's your perception of who you are today. But the moment when you think about Elon Musk, because I just watched the documentary, how is he able to do the things, create Tesla, create SpaceX, create Solar City? It's because he had the perception that those were possible and he had the perception he was the guy to do it. And he didn't and, start out with money. I mean, he came from South Africa start, and yeah, in a broken household. <laughs> yeah. Right. In a, in a mess of a household that isn't apparently on speaking terms with his dad because he gave up on that, had a great mother. Um, who interestingly is um, as a model, yeah, and a beautiful yeah. model in her sixties, and I was like, going, "Oh my God, that's kind of cool." Um, <laughs> but it all change it all changes when you decide you're someone different than who you think you are at this moment. That's what opens up the doors because now you start saying, you start believing, I'm supposed to be there. When I was five, I had a moment, a decision day. You know, we didn't have any money. When we went to the grocery store, I had been trained not to ask for the candy bar because my mom thought everybody around us, when she said no, would know we didn't have any money. The truth is we didn't have any money. What they might have thought, I don't know, but I was trained not to ask for it. Literally, at the age of five, I said, I don't get it, but this is not how I'm going to live as an adult. My parents seem smart, but they don't have any money. And I said, when I grow up, and I was like, it's this little boy attitude. And I'm telling you, that's what we have to return to is little boy, little girl, like, like we're childlike because as children, we're not walking around believing about what's not possible, not at age four or five. You know, we're not, we're not thinking in that way, right? We're thinking anything is possible. We can grow up and be an astronaut, whatever it is we want to do. And I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be a millionaire. I ran in the house because as if I had discovered water, Eureka, oh my gosh, there's water and we can drink it, right? And it's in our backyard. And I walked in, I ran it. And at my loudest little boy voice, I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be a millionaire. And it's interesting. My dad, I don't remember what he said, but my mom shook her fingers at me and she said, don't you tell anybody. Now, when I was... I, now, of course, being a little five-year-old, I told everybody in town because that's what a little five-year-old is. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. I went door to door. I'm going to be a millionaire when I grow up, right? And I'm sure they rolled their eyes, right? At that point, I went by James. You know, like little James is going to be a millionaire. This was a town filled with poverty-thinking people. Nobody had any money, hmm. right? We were fortunately, it's my attachment to nature, living on a four-by-five-mile beautiful lake. So I grew up in nature, no money, right? So 
from that moment forward, I never doubted for one moment that I was going to grow up and be a millionaire. No clue of how to do it. And I don't think I had any concept of what a million dollars was. Yeah. Not, not, a, not in an objective way. I just knew if you had a million dollars, you could have a nice house. I just knew if you had a million dollars, you could go buy that candy bar. That, that, that was going to solve a bunch of problems. And the truth is it did. I got there at 25, had a brand new home. You know, it's in Florida. They were building it. I had them add two fireplaces because in Florida, of course, you need fireplaces where it's 100 <laughs> degrees, right? Um, and my joke was at that time, I would turn down the air conditioning and, you know, light the fires. But um, Mercedes in the garage, back when that was like a Bentley, not very many people had Mercedes in. And people go, well, you got there so early. And I go, I planned it for 20 years. Hmm. For 20 years, I'd been telling myself, when I was going to grad school, I, haven't, I don't know if I've ever shared this or it's been years. When I was going to grad school in LA, getting my master's in clinical psych, I used to, I had, v, I had a Datsun B210. They don't even exist anymore. I had a Datsun B210 for one reason. The car I had broke down. I had to buy a vehicle. I was working to put myself through school. The payment was $106. I remember that. I bought the Datsun B210 because they were bringing thousands of them in to the LA port, all yellow with black interior, no friggin' air conditioning, <laughs> but you know what? It got 40 miles to a gallon because it was stick shift, 40 miles to a gallon. Wow. This was like 1978. And I used to take that little Datsun B210 and on the weekends, my, my, uh, my little fantasy journey was I would go to Beverly Hills and drive around and look at all the mansions. Hmm. And one day I drove up to a four-way stop. I kid you not. Here I am in this little yellow Datsun B210, tiny little car, right? Up to one of the four-way stops comes someone in a Rolls Royce. To the second one, someone comes with a Rolls Royce. To the third one, someone comes with a Rolls Royce. And I wanted to crawl under the seat. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a defining moment. And I bet if you're listening to this, in the next few months, you're going to have some defining moments. Because what I said to myself is, I belong in one of those, I shouldn't be in this vehicle. Hmm. And, I, and I still remember that. It was a defining moment of saying, this isn't the life I'm supposed to be living. I'm supposed to be living a different life. That's changing your perception, you know? And, yeah. and I was 21 years old and at 25, I was a millionaire, had no idea how I was going to get there. I just knew it was going to happen. And that's what I want you to have in your heart, that you are going to change the world. That's why you are on this planet. I believe every good entrepreneur is on the planet to be a visionary who changes the world. And that by changing the world, if you do it in smart business ways, you will also get rich. And I want you to use that word. And I'm not afraid to use, you know, get rich along with conscious millionaire. I believe we're all on the planet with the opportunity to get rich. It's really just whether you choose to do that and the conscious millionaire path is to get rich by making a positive impact in other people's lives. And that's a beautiful journey. And I believe that's why you're listening today, because I think you either know that already or you're trying to figure out the answer. And I want you to know that is the formula to being happy, to being fulfilled, to having time and money freedom and making a difference because making a difference is going to give you the greatest fulfillment you can ever have. When I moved into that house within three months, I knew something was wrong. I had the Mercedes. I had the beautiful home. I, I got the you know grand piano that I'd always wanted. All those kind of things. 
right? And I, and I put it in the, in the window like you're supposed to. I just want you to know I did it right. right? <laughs> like, I know this grand piano belongs in that window so everybody can see that I have a grand piano, right? And um, But within three months, I had a day that I melted down. I was standing in my living room looking out at the bay. It was sunshiny. The palm trees in my front lawn were, you know, blowing. Uh, there were there were sailboats on the bay. And I said, something is wrong with this picture. It was just like it hit me. Yeah. And then I said, this is what I said. I don't even like myself and I'm horrible at relationships, which was true. Yeah. I, and I said, all you figured out was how to make money. Now I was smart enough to know. And I said, I don't want to give it back, but there is something I am missing. And I went on a journey to spiritual retreats, to Wayne Dyer, to Tony Robbins, to sweat lodges. And what I finally concluded was what was missing was I wasn't living with a sense of purpose. And I think during this difficult time that we're going through, it's a time where even if you have a sense of purpose right now, it's time to dig deeper and rejuvenate that purpose and bring it to a higher level, a higher vision, and ask yourself this one question. How can I make a bigger impact with my life? If you focus on that question, and answering that question and bringing that question into your business and changing your business in the ways that you need to right now, you will not be depressed. You will not be in fear and panic. You won't be thinking about surviving because you'll be thinking about thriving at such high levels that the world rocks because you walked on the planet. That's the best and highest use of your time during this particular moment. One way that you're making an impact is a series of webinars that you're holding, one of which is tomorrow. I believe they're called Prosper 2020. Can you tell us more about that and how people can, sure. can get on those? Sure. All you need to do is go to prosper2020webinar.com and that'll take you to the page where you can sign up. It's tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And I'm doing these because I want to change the mindset of entrepreneurs, give them specific actionable strategies that you can right now put into action to make changes, to start reaching out and changing your business in the way that's going to work today. I don't think there's any entrepreneur, I have not talked to an entrepreneur in the, in the last week that doesn't realize they had to make changes in their business from what they were doing three weeks ago. This is the, I don't think Kurt, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I've talked to a lot of people in the past two weeks and we're, we're moving into the third week, but time compressed. And the comment I've made to people is I feel like I've had a year's worth of yeah. data and change in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Weeks. And, and it's, and it's interesting is that we are, you know, you think about a month ago and it seems like a different lifetime ago. I mean, literally, we were all living different lives. We were out, we were at sporting events, we were doing these things. And I was talking to someone today about something that is coming up in May. And that feels like it's 20 years from now. Right. But oh, yeah. you, you mentioned, you know, when you, in your definition of conscious, you mentioned the word awareness. But part of that awareness is being, at least for me, when I meditate, I did a mindful walk this morning, is being aware of right now, this very moment right now, and how you feel. If I'm sitting on the floor meditating, I literally feel my butt on the floor. And how does that feel right here and now? And that, that can was help one too. of the things I brought to me for this, uh, this being in this house is I have a purple uh, meditation cushion. I've lived at a Buddhist monastery. So I went there to live and primarily to study meditation. 
And there's no better place to study meditation than put yourself in a Buddhist monastery. <laughs> uh, my favorite day every week, we had one day that was complete silence. And that day we meditated 12 hours. And um, that's an intense experience. I like intense experiences. So I just have to say, you know, I'm attracted to intense experiences. I'm the guy who goes to the personal growth stuff and spills my guts like crazy. <laughs> I don't hold anything back. It's how I get my personal growth. I just, I go for it. Um, 12 hours of meditation is definitely going for it. That's all I can say. Yeah. But, um, but I brought that with me, my purple meditation cushion. Uh, and t- today, in about a half hour, I'll probably be doing a meditation just to focus on my breath, just to bring me to center, and to clear my mind so that new ideas can come forth. But on that, you know, it's prosper2020webinar.com. I'd love to have you show up. It's absolutely free. And I'm doing these to help entrepreneurs understand what they need to change and just give them strategies and action steps they can actually change, give them ways to reframe the situation that they're in, to look at possibilities and opportunities differently. Because out of this situation, you're either going to thrive, survive, or you're going to implode. Those are the three, one of those three things is going to happen. I think it's far better for you to look at the reality of what's going on and make a conscious decision of which one of those you want to do and then go 100%. Yeah. 100%. There's no if and buts. There's not, I'm going to kind of do it 80%. This is not an 80% time folks. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, if you want to thrive and prosper, you need to be a hundred percent all in. Well, prosper2020webinar.com. JV, people who want to work with you can go to consciousmillionaire.com. They can go to consciousmillionaire.com slash podcast to listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. Please listen. JV is a wealth of knowledge. As you can tell, he's a wonderful human being as well. JV Crum, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I want to thank you. And it's like a pleasure. And I really love that you're doing this. You know, our podcast is six days a week as well. Um, And on Saturdays, I do a special mindset solo show. It's about 10 minutes. All of those for the next three months are going to be focused on having the mindset to thrive and prosper during this time and specific things that you can do to create that mindset. That's excellent. Go to consciousmillionaire.com and consciousmillionaire.com slash podcast. JV Crum, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for joining us. There are links in whatever post you're doing, uh, whatever post you're, wherever you're watching this, there's links to Conscious Millionaire. I just put in a link to uh, Prosper 2020 webinar as well. Everyone, please have a day filled with freedom and abundance. My name's Kurt Mercadante. This has been Freedom Media Network interview with JV Crumb. Thanks so much, everyone. 